Hello everyone. Come on, let's go. The Spirit's here this morning. Like with the worship, I was feeling on fire with Toby and Rosie. It's absolutely amazing. It's so good to be with you here this morning. So my name is Hannah. Um, I'm 18 years old. Um, I've been coming to YCC for eight years now this summer. It's been a long time, but it's all right. I love you guys. It's fine. Um, but yeah, no. So this morning I'm going to be sharing on who are we walking with. So actually relationships are so vital, um, especially in the church. You know, we're called to be a body of Christ. We're called to be in relationship with each other. And actually God, the first thing that God spoke over Adam and Eve is, you know, to be in relationship with each, with each other and for Adam to have a helper. Um, and that helper was Eve. So, you know, relationships have started from the beginning of, beginning of time, you know, in Genesis. So uh, we're going to be talking about relationships and I am so, so excited to see what God's going to do. So who are we walking with? So in John chapter 15, verse 1 to 8, bear with me. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So actually, as branches, we are supposed to be relying on Jesus to be our vine so that we can bear the fruit. And in that, we need to be so reliant on him. But actually, branches, they're all connected. As, as a tree, you think if one branch withers, then the others wither, right? So we are, when we're in relationship with each other, when one branch is withering, when one of your friends is withering, when you see them falling in their spirit, when you see them kind of in a place of, of darkness, in a place where they're not able to lift themselves up spiritually... As friends, as encouragers, we are supposed to be there for them. We are supposed to pray over them. We are supposed to lift them up so that the fruit that they end up producing as a consequence of putting God first and being the vine is going to be so fruitful and juicy and amazing. So, yeah, we just got to make sure that we're there for our friends. We've got to make sure that we're praying over them, that we're encouraging them. And actually, um, yeah, so we, when you look at a tree, you know, it doesn't rely on its own power. The fruit that comes from it doesn't come from its own power. So actually, when we try and do things in our own power or in our own strength, either on our own with Jesus or on our own without Jesus, we are not going to be bearing fruit because we need to be reliant on him and the minerals and all the amazing things that he is going to be able to feed into us. So yeah, that's going to be my first point. Who are you walking with? Think about who you're walking with. Think about who you have surrounding you. Think about the type of people that are investing into your life, the type of people that are feeding into you as well as Jesus, because Jesus works through people as well as through your relationship with him. So what are you learning and who are you learning from? So in relationship, you know, we have people that we have surrounding us, but we also have people that we're learning from. And actually, when we learn, we need to come with a heart of being want, like want to learn. So actually, I'm going to ask three questions. And um, 
Yeah, I hope you wave, guys. Yeah. Um, so who are you learning from? Who do you have around you that you are looking up to? Who do you have around you that's lifting you up? Who do you have around you that's pointing out things that are within you that you wouldn't be able to see within yourself? Who do you have around you that's more spiritually mature than you that is going to be able to lift you up and bring you up? Which diverse voices are you listening to? We tend to go to the people that have the same opinions as us. We tend to go to the people that have the same you know, type of um, relationships or the same type of hobbies or anything. But if you are surrounding by people who are the exact same as you, how do you expect to grow? If you're in an echo chamber of people who are the exact same, if I were to, you know, just be friends with half Brazilian 18-year-old girls, I'm not going to grow. I'm not going to know what's different. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to grow. And actually, we're called to have this generational change. We're called to have diversity in generations, in ethnicities, in ages. And actually, I really, really, it, it really touches my heart when I'm able to do things like this and I'm able to really move in the spirit because I'm quite young and I realize I'm quite young. And there have been situations where I've not been... Um, where people have been patronizing because of, because of generations, because of things. But actually, we are able to learn. I'm able to learn from you, and you are able to learn from me. And that's the point of learning from people. And the final question that I'm going to ask is, are you avoiding discomfort or a challenge? What is within you? Who is around you that's challenging you, that's pulling you up, that's causing you to be convicted in certain things and keeping you accountable to that conviction? If you aren't listening to the advice that people are giving you, how do you expect to grow? How do you expect to lift other people up if you're not being lifted up yourself? So those three questions, I encourage you to write it down, really think about it, really think about the types of people you have around you. But actually, uh, we're called to be... Oh, nice. Sorry, guys. Uh, We're called to be uncomfortable. We are called to be uncomfortable. And actually, in 1 Peter 5, verse 1 to 5... It says, to the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing. As God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those who entrust you, but being examples of the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud and shows favor to the humble. And actually, it's, it's really encouraging to know that I'm able to humble myself and surround myself with people who are going to lean into me, who are going to grow me, who are going to pursue me. And actually, with this Bible study, I'm sure you guys all heard, but I've been doing this Bible study, and actually, I've had to come out of my comfort zone. I've had to lead other people, but in that, I've had to seek help from other people. I've you know, spoken to my parents about how to lead in certain aspects. I've had to speak to Adam. I've had to speak to Claire about, you know, interpretation of tongues and how we're supposed to speak in tongues on Bible study and whether it's right to do it out loud or, you know. And actually, in those situations, I had no maturity in that. I had no biblical knowledge in that. And I was only able to seek that if I learned it from someone else. So I really, really encourage you to surround yourself with people that you're going to be able to learn from. Um, And in Psalm, yeah, it says, One generation commends your works to another. They tell your mighty acts. 
Right, next one is living. So who are you living with? Who is in your tight-knit group? Who's in your community? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Who are you with on the daily? And actually, I've got another three questions. Who is edifying you? Edification is so important. It speaks about it in the Bible all the time. Who is edifying you? Who is challenging you? Who is trying to improve everything that is within you? Who is encouraging you? You know, edification is one thing, refinement is one thing, but if you have no one encouraging you, then that's just going to tear you down, and criticism isn't of God. You know, encouragement and love is of God, and actually when we're able to lead our friends into certain things, we are encouraging them. We lead through servanthood, and we lead through love. We do not lead through condemnation or judgment or, oh, you're doing this, and, you know, so encourage your friends, and actually who is refining you? You've got to have people who are going to point things out. You know, actually, a couple of years ago, I was at Spree, um, and I was part of the worship team, and Joe had invited me up, and actually, God really convicted me and said, if one of those girls were to find your Instagram, what would they see? And I was like, oh, God, I don't do that. Like, I don't, oh, I don't, I'm quite a fan of that. Like, and he was just like, well, if someone was to find your Instagram, your social life, what would they think? You're up here on stage. You're showing how much you love me. You've got your arms in the air. You've got your eyes closed. You're doing the whole worship leader thing. So good, you know. But actually, when people go home and they try and find your Instagram, what are they going to see? Are they going to see you swearing? Are they going to see you at parties all the time? Are they going to see you being immodest? What are they going to see? And God, in that moment, convicted me and told me to delete everything from my Instagram that wasn't of him. Everything in my Instagram that didn't show integrity. That who I was at church was supposed to be the same person that I was at home, the same person that I was at school. In every single situation, I was supposed to have integrity. So, my dear friend Anna Pete was there, and I tell her about the conviction, and I'm like, God just said this thing to me, and I didn't know what to do. And she was like, well, you've got you to gotta be obedient. You've got to listen to God. Go delete your Instagram. And I'm there like, yeah, but some of the photos look so good. I like, you know, like some of the fans are so good. Like my friends, you know, look like I have a really good social life, like party animal, you know, like, and you know, in the school, got to be a party animal to be cool. So that was the thing. So she was like, well, why, why do you care? You know, you live for God. You don't live for the opinions of other people. You live for God. You live for what God calls you to do. Be obedient. So she stood there and she watched me delete every single post that, you know, and she watched me delete it. And as a friend... She was there refining me in that moment. She was there saying to me, you know what, Hannah? I see that this is what God has placed in your heart. And I wasn't going to tell you. Only God can convict you. Only God can tell you what you're doing wrong. I wasn't going to come to you and say to you, actually, should you have posted that? But now that you have been convicted in that, I can keep you accountable. And I kid you know, every time I'm like close to posting something, she's like, Hannah, what are you going to post on Instagram tonight, eh? Are you going to listen to God? Are you going to listen to what culture has to say? And I'm like, okay, fine. So I've gotten much better at it, but that's only because I have friends around me who are keeping me accountable and who are refining me. And actually it says in Proverbs 27 verse 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We are called to sharpen each other's iron. And also we are called to be sharpened ourselves. How do we expect to sharpen others, other people's iron if we're not sharpening ourselves? If we're not in a position to be able to learn and grow, we're not going to be able to grow other people. So as much as you can sharpen your friends, is anyone sharpening you? You've got to ask that question. You've got to say, is there anything that's coming into my life that's speaking into my life and, and just um, refining me. And yeah, God speaks through people. He doesn't just speak to you in your head. He speaks through people. So surround yourself with that community. Um, leading. Wow, that looks great. <laughs> leading. <laughs> um, who are you influencing? So, <laughs> so whether you like it or
or not, you're going to be influencing people. There are going to be people that are looking up to you. There are going to be people that are watching every single thing that you do. You know, good or bad, you are going to be, you're going to be influencing people. And actually, you don't get to filter what people get to see. If you're lacking integrity, people are going to see the whole thing. People are going to be able to read straight through you. And actually, who are you influencing? Who do you have around you that are looking up to you? And you need to be thinking about that. You need to be thinking about the type of person that you are when you're surrounding yourself with those people. Um, who are you investing into? You know, actually, we're supposed to, we're called to, our mission field is here. Our mission field is wherever God has placed us. My mission field was in my school. i finished school now, thank the Lord. So I'm going to uni. Um, but then my mission field is going to be university. And actually, in that mission field, who am I going to lead? You don't have to be called to leadership to lead. And actually, we see this. Jesus was a leader. Of course he was, but he led through servanthood. He led through love. He didn't lead through standing up on a stage and getting a bunch of people to just look at him. And, you know, he wasn't arrogant. He was humble. And he, and he led people, but in humility, he led people in love. He led people in servanthood. And we need to reflect Jesus, right? We need to be reflecting Jesus in everything that we do, everything that we say. So actually in that, we need to make sure that we are humble, that we are serving in our leadership. Leadership doesn't necessarily mean that you're stood on a stage. Leadership doesn't necessarily mean that you're called to leadership. You know, some people are, but actually we're all called to lead people into the reality of Jesus. And when we are in a position where our reality is Jesus, our friends, some of their reality isn't Jesus. Some of their reality is you. You are the only role model in their life that is reflecting Jesus. So how are you looking at yourself? Check yourself, check who you are, check what you're bringing to the table and actually see what are you pouring out to people? What are people seeing and how are you leading people in how you act? And actually, yeah, last one, how are you reflecting Jesus? How are you showing Jesus in everything that you do? How are you showing his love? How are you showing his kindness? How are you showing his servanthood? And actually, people are looking up to us. We are Christians. People, you know, we, we get critical comments about the church. And actually, how are you going to break that stereotype through, through words? You're not, because we're not called to be argumentative, lads. Come on, let's be better. We're going to love people and we're going to chat to people in a nice way. But we are supposed to, you know, actions speak louder than words. Everybody says it. And actually, if your actions are reflecting Jesus, people are going to naturally gravitate towards you. And you are going to be the reality of Jesus for people and their lives. You know, your reality is Jesus, but other people's isn't. So actually, it says 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. You know, it's Pentecost. And actually, this is when the spirit came down on everyone. And it says the Lord, who is the spirit, and he's the one that's going to transform your image. So are you allowing people around you to convict you? Are you allowing God to convict you? You're listening to God. And when you listen to God and you're able to reflect Jesus in everything that you do, you're going to have integrity. You're going to have followers. You're naturally going to have followers. As Christians, we are always going to have people that follow us. So make sure that the person that you're coming across in your workplace, because you might be the only Christian in your workplace. So if someone's going to reflect Jesus, who's it going to be? What, your mate? Your mate that doesn't come to church? You know, doesn't know you. No, it's going to be you. You're the one that's going to reflect Jesus. So, actually, we're called to use our mission field. Whether there are ten Christians in your school, ten Christians in your university, it doesn't matter. Each of us have a calling onto our lives. And actually, regardless of where you're at right now, regardless of whether you know you're unemployed or you don't know where you're going to go next year, whatever God has called you for such a time as this. 
such a time as this right now? What are you doing in your time? Who are you speaking to? Who are you investing into? So yeah, Proverbs 10 verse 9 says, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. As a role model, as an influencer, you know, we are always watched. Our integrity is therefore always watched. If I am one person at church, I can't switch up in school. Because people are going to be like, oh, I thought you I thought you go to church. I thought you're a Christian. I thought, you know, you don't sin. You don't say that word or don't do that. You know, and actually, all sins are equal at the foot of the cross. We know that. But how are we reflecting that to other people? How are we actually ministering into people's lives saying, actually, no, this is the reality of Jesus. We are all sinners. We are all in flesh and we need to rely on him to be able to bring the goodness out of us and that's the goodness in that is the spirit so there we are um so yeah I'm just gonna just think about these questions think about these questions we're gonna go over them again one more time right who are you walking with who do you have surrounding you Um, Who are you learning from? What diverse voices are you listening to? Are you avoiding discomfort or change? Who is edifying you? Who is encouraging you? Who is refining you? Who are you influencing? Who are you investing in? And how are you reflecting Jesus? And actually, we have confirmation through scripture. It says in scripture, a matter is only settled by the testimony of two or three witnesses. There are way more than two or three witnesses saying about how much we need to reflect Jesus, how much we need to have integrity, how much we need to sharpen each other's iron and grow each other and and love each other and serve each other and be a difference, you know? And actually, it says that in, in scripture. It gives us confirmation. So actually, what things are you lacking in your life? Are you in a small group? Do you have a mentor? Do you have friends around you that are more spiritually mature than you that are going to be able to lead you and guide you into things that you've never experienced before? If you're married, do you have a marriage mentor? I mean, I don't know anything about marriage. I'm I'm pretty young, but I've I've heard it's pretty good, so I recommend it. And, you know, like, are 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 you growing? Are you, do you have people around you that are constantly, you know, yeah, constantly pouring into your life? And do you have people around you that you're pouring into as well? So actually, we need to be vulnerable about our convictions towards each other in order to sharpen each other's iron. We need to come to each other. We need to be vulnerable. We need to say, look, I'm really, really struggling with this area of my life. Can you keep me accountable? Accountability is part of the living, but it's also part of the leading and the learning. When you're accountable, you're able to lead people into that accountability. When you're accountable, you're able to learn from people who are going to be able to teach you how to be accountable in, in, in different ways. You know, And actually, how are you... How are you keeping yourself in check? How are you making sure that actually what you're doing is, is correct? If you're in an echo chamber, like I said before, if you're in an echo chamber with people that have the same opinions as you and the same morals as you and are just riding the waves, trying to live life, you know, as great as that is, how are you going to grow in that? So actually, let's reflect, let's adopt, and let's live out the commands that Jesus has called us into. So I'd love to invite the worship team back up. Um, and actually, we are just going to reflect and we're going to adopt what Jesus has called us to do. We are called to be in community with each other. We are called to be one with each other. We are called to be, you know, fruit. We are a, con- we are a direct consequence of what God is going to be pouring into us through that vine. But actually, if one branch withers, if one fruit withers, if one leaf withers, we all wither. And we need to lift each other up. So I just encourage you to really think about who you have surrounding you. Love, serve. Really think about that. Um, yeah, I'm just going to pray over you. And if you'd like prayer, 
um, I guess, go to the back. I'm willing to pray for you. I'm sure there's leadership team which are in the room which are able to pray for you. Um, but yeah, I really hope this was encouraging and I hope that you really think about who you have surrounding you, who you have pouring into your life. So yeah, Lord Jesus, I just thank you so much for the message that you've been able to, to bring today. I thank you so much that you've been able to use me as a vessel and an instrument for you, Lord Jesus. And I just pray that this message is going to seep into everybody's mind and heart right now, Lord God. That you are just going to make it so known and so clear that you are going to convict people right now. You are going to make people aware of where they're lacking, Lord Jesus, who they need to find, who they need to go up to, who they need to form relationships with. And I just pray right now, Lord God, that your spirit is just going to come. Your spirit is just going to come. It's going to be able to just bring such new ideas that actually this servanthood, this heart to serve, this heart to be one with you is just going to be able to lead us and guide us into the reality of Jesus and lead our friends into the reality of Jesus. So Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for the message that you put today. And I just pray for blessing and for your hand to be on each and every one of us. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus, in your name and in your power. Amen. Amen.